Alexa, accept call. You received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. Well, hello there, Mikey. How have you been? Well, you know, considering you're all locked up and your freedom has been taken away from you, I will accept that answer. That is good. And, you know, I'm happy you're taking it in stride, accepting what's going on around you, and just chilling until your time of release comes up. Oh, man, yes, Anthony. I am so proud of him. You are a good father. You know, I don't care. No, no, I don't care what anybody says or what they think or how they judge you. Anthony is growing up fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maria's doing a really good job. And, uh, but you know, from what I hear, you're able to talk to him and write him letters and stuff. Yeah, I know. I know, it's, uh, and that's, see, that's something that we're trying to dispel out here. People believe that you need to be in there and the key thrown away. You know, you're just this vicious person um, in the gangs, selling drugs, and you have no business being out here with the rest of us. But they just don't realize you're a human being. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. And they believe that this one mistake condemns you for the rest of your life. And, I, and when you get out, things are going to be tough for you, too. Well, no. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give you that. Yes. It will be a tough uphill battle. But all you have to do, you know, one of the things you're learning in there is just, that, you know, there's going to be people that's going to exert their power over you. And if you just kind of Turn the other cheek, you know, just let it slide. Just go with the flow and keep the peace. I know it's demeaning to you, but it helps you realize that when you get out here and people are criticizing you and putting you down and you're running this uphill battle, you know, you went through worse while you were in there. I know, I know, yeah. Think, yeah okay, yeah, things will get better. That is true. Yet, just keep in mind, there's going to be the haters. Lots and lots of haters. Yeah. Well, Anthony's going to be very happy to see you. You know, you got a very loving, caring son who misses his dad. And so when you you walk through those doors, I'm sure he'll give you a big hug and he'll want to spend as much time with you as he possibly can. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll be a teenager by then. He'll probably be really rough, but... You know, as long as you stay focused and uh, keep your priorities straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. You know, your dad was a, a hero of yours. And so it's very easy for you to look at your son and see it that way. But don't, don't, no, no, don't, don't underestimate yourself. You know, you you committed a crime, but you're serving your time right now. You're sitting behind bars, and you're playing your part. And then, 
our job, once you get out, is to see to it that it doesn't haunt you for the rest of your life. You shouldn't be labeled uh, felon, inmate, prisoner. You have 60 seconds remaining. That's something that we're talking about out here. You're a human being, and you're doing time. And that much we can't hide. Right. Yep. Okay, yeah, we're, we're on the same, we're on the same team here. And yep, we're thinking alike there. I like that. Well, Mikey, it was great that you called. It's nice to touch base with you, and I'm glad you're in such a good mood. You have 30 seconds remaining. Okay, now that, whoa. Okay, so somebody died in there, and the family didn't find out until you told them? Oh, see, we got we to gotta get away with that. I mean, we got to do away with that. that. That's not right. You shouldn't have to go through all of that. And nobody should be learning about the death of their loved one like that. Yeah, I'll work on that. Thanks for sharing it with me. Hello, I'm Joel Wilborn, and welcome to another episode of AQS Inmate Call. We just heard from Mikey, who is the proud father of a 10-year-old named Anthony. Mikey called with some very, very good news. He's doing well. He's healthy, and uh, he's been in contact with his son. He's very proud of his son. His son is in the sports and he's able to get out and uh, meet other people. And he's feeling he's feeling a little more confident. And he's accepting the fact that, you know, his dad is, is um, gone away for a while, shall we say. And, uh, you know, I think Mikey's had just a little bit too much time alone because he's beginning to doubt himself, you know, feel that uh, he could do more. But, you know, considering his circumstances, he's, he's doing fine. The best he can do is stay in contact with the son, uh, give him advice, answer questions. And, you know, he's doing this. And I've, I've hung out with his family, and his family's doing fine. You know, it's, uh, we have to understand that when somebody's locked away like that, it's, it takes a toll. It's not easy. Fortunately, his son knows that one day his dad will come home. Natural tragedy or anything pops up, and uh, we're we're very proud of his progress. And for me, the positive attitude, the acceptance, the, the you know, just able to to s- stay focused and do your time and get out, and then don't look back. It's going to be tough. When he gets out, and he even admits that that he's he's going to be walking out into a world that that doesn't think he belongs there, that doesn't believe he's a human being just like them. They won't treat him as an equal ever, and that's terrible. Now, as we were getting to the end of the phone call, he told me that he uh, he had to send a message out to the family of uh, one of the uh, one of his cellmates, I guess, uh, out there. And he was surprised to learn that they did not know that this uh, 
gentleman had died. So it kind of, well, I guess it shouldn't be a shock to me that the penal system would be that callous. A person dies within the walls of a prison and they don't even have the common decency to reach out and tell the family. That's almost like wondering where your loved one is and sitting down to watch the news and boom, (laughs) there's name pops up. What a terrible way to hear about a death. And a system that's supposed to be so outstanding and and, uh, it's supposed to meet the needs of those that are are, uh, in the system. This This is shocking. But there it is. It comes directly from Mikey who's locked away in prison telling the family members that their loved one is no longer with them. And so, of course, the family members have to contact the prison and ask what's going on. Would that be because the prison is embarrassed about the action? You know, you would think the first thing in a person's mind after a death like that would be to inform the loved ones. You don't think about how the press is going to perceive it. You don't think about how you're going to dispose of the body or how you're going to cover it up or what you're going to say to your supervisors. You don't think of these things. You have to consider the humanity in all of this. This is a human being who died in their care. It could be a natural death. It could be a murder. Or it could be uh, unknown circumstances. But I don't know. Were they thinking they just wanted to wait 24 hours? Two weeks? Or 30 days? Did they figure that the family would not notice this person is gone? I don't know. That's something I'm definitely going to have to look into. Because that's unacceptable. You know, I I know one time I was visiting one of my friends in prison. And when I went in there, I assumed some things. Because we had a mutual friend. And I had found out that her friend had died. And... I was kind of thinking, you know, how is I going to tell her? Was I going to send her an email? Was I going to tell her over the phone? But our mutual friend called, and I said, you know, why don't you tell her that her friend died? You know, that way you'll be there. You can comfort her. Because this was a close friend of hers, and uh, she needs to know. And, you know, our mutual friend said, oh, okay, yeah, I can, I can do that. So when I got there for the visit, I said, you know, I'm so sorry about your friend. And she looked at me and she says, what are you talking about? And what had happened is our mutual friend forgot to tell her. So I felt bad in telling 
our friend in that manner. And so, you know, of course, I, I scolded our mutual friend later on. And she's, she says, oh, yeah, I just forgot. And it's like, well, you know, no, that's, that's something, you know, I, I wanted her to hear from you because you're there. You know, you were sitting right in front of her, physical contact. But I can understand her being told in, in that way, you know. And this was about a week or so after the, the our friend, her friend had uh, passed. And so, you know, I have to think about ways to break such terrible news like that. And... You know, if, let's say, I had gotten home and I was feeling bad, you know, and I was going about my business, and then our mutual friend calls us and says, you know, she died. You know, that that right there, I would think, no, I didn't see that on the, on the news. I didn't hear it from her family. I didn't read it anywhere. And then I would call up, you know, maybe her mother and say, you know, when did she die and, and, and what happened? And if her mom said, well, I, what? I, I didn't know she was dead. What, what are you talking about? That's not the kind of conversation loved ones should have. You know, we shouldn't be getting second and third hand information like that. We should hear it from the people that are closest to them. And her mother is out here, her father, her siblings. Any one of them could have told me, you know, that news. And I would expect that. Well, who wouldn't? And, you know, with me being on an emergency contact, I wouldn't be surprised if the prison would have called me and told me that stuff. You know, and this is just the situation I'm coming up with. You know, if she had died, I would rather hear it directly from the prison right away or from a loved one. Not from one of her friends that's in there with her and in a manner that she assumed I already knew you know just kind of bringing it up in a conversation you know, I'm sorry to hear about this it's like what, what what so that's something that we'll have to look at it for a lot of prisons out there they just don't know how to treat people like human beings this is not like the fatted cow that dies of a heart attack two days before it's supposed to be slaughtered for a big feast. But boy, you know, hearing Mikey describe that, it's almost like what it is. They're like, they're no no better than farm animals. Their death is just uh, an inconvenience. We'll let everybody know when it's convenient for us. We got to stop that. And I hope you'll get out and you'll look into these things. You know, how many deaths occur in your local prisons? Uh, Have you seen any stories or or do you heard any secondhand uh, accounts where somebody heard some terrible news? like that. You know, when I found out that my uh, fiance had stage four cancer, she told me. And she told me right away. And they gave her a phone to call me. 
And it took a while to get to that point because even in the penal system in this state, they kind of put treatment on the back burner. Once somebody died, it was thrust to the front of the headlines. And of course, they have to do something about it. And they did. So there was a tragedy, but it wasn't, that death wasn't in vain. They learned something from it. But if we get out and we talk and we discuss this stuff to the point where we can come up with solutions and make some recommendations for people, we can prevent people from dying before uh, something's done. In this particular case, it's too late. You know, Mikey informed the family. The family did not know. And uh, I would say it would be very easy to put in place a policy that within hours of a death, maybe a special person should tell, you know, maybe they could have somebody assigned, a grievance officer or something, that could do this stuff and can keep track of it. I don't know. That's what the discussion is for. I hope you guys get out and discuss these things. I hope you can prevent that from happening in the penal system in your area, especially if you have loved ones out there. You don't want to find out about your loved one passing away from a cellmate, you know, or a friend who's locked up in there. You don't want to hear that. You want to hear it in the proper manner, and they should make sure that there is one and that it's followed. Not, not that way. That's not Mikey's job. It, it was a very shocking thing for him. Okay. I have developed a video series now. It's called OxyWord. And this is accounts real of real people, real accounts, in their words. Some of the folks are still in lockup. And I'm also working on folks that are out. And I'm hoping to get some victims, family members as well. And once again, this is designed to stimulate conversation, to get some action done. The more you know, the more knowledgeable you are, the better you can conduct yourself on getting some change. You know, I'm a prison reformist. I want the prisons to treat people as people, just like the golden rule. They treat them like they want to be treated. Just because they were convicted of a crime doesn't make them any less of a person. Doesn't mean that they have to be thrown to the wolves or slaughtered. Like we talked about with the 13th Amendment. Yes, people who are in prison are legal slaves. Except we can treat them like human beings. And the reason they were legal slaves is long gone. And maybe one day we'll get that changed. But until then, let's work on it. Let's try to get these people treated as people. 
So if you want to hear testimonials during my interview, check out Oxyword. It's on YouTube. You can go to AmericanQuiddanceSociety.org and you can click on the Oxyword tab. And I hope to keep this series going for a little bit, so you should be able to see a few. But take a look at that and uh, discuss it with your friends and family and loved ones, especially the people that are locked up. Let them know, too. And maybe we can get them to say something. This is a chance for them to put their word out, be heard, instead of pushed in the background and been having people speak for them that only care about one thing, and that's the crime. More to it than that. American Quiddance Society.org. Have yourself a wonderful day and go out and make beautiful memories for tomorrow.